Hi, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Craving Country. I'm Megan Kino, blogger, recipe developer, photographer, mom of two, and lover of all things country. No matter where you are, how much or how little land you have, I'm here to show you that you can get that simplified country life no matter what. Do you crave country? Me too. Let's bring that simplicity in. What's next on today's episode? On today's episode, we're kicking things off with showing you guys how much I love my cast iron. Everybody is intimidated when they first start out, but I am here to show you that cast iron is one of the most versatile, longest lasting, and best ways to do all of your cooking. If you are new, do not worry. This is one of those things that we're going to be on a journey on together. So whether you are new or an old sage at cast iron cooking, today we are going to cover the ins and outs and some of my favorite recipes. Let's get started. I got my first piece of cast iron from my husband, Ben, back in our dating days. It was a red lodge, six quart standard enameled Dutch oven. It was my pride and joy. And it was the first piece of cast iron that cemented it as my go-to piece of cookware. And it kind of started a bit of an obsession for me. So 10 years later, I'm up to three Dutch ovens, two covered casseroles, and a dozen skillets of like various sizes. It is borderline obscene. And then back in 2017, I wrote a cookbook on cast iron cooking called Cast Iron Gourmet. It is like 78 recipes of nothing but cast iron for everyday cooks, people who are learning to cook, people who already love cooking in cast iron. And I covered everything from bread baking in cast iron to one pot wonders, vegetarian meals, desserts, of course, and, you know, recipes with five ingredients or less. Um, it was a saga in itself, and I loved every minute of it, let me tell you. <laughs> and I am so thrilled that I had so many wonderful people standing behind me, Reem from P-Dub, endorsed it. My friend Elise over at Simply Recipes gave me a wonderful endorsement, and I am so proud of all of that hard work. <laughs> so, I mean, cast iron cooking is definitely a huge thing in our lives, and there is no doubt that there are serious benefits to cooking in cast iron. I mean, they are sturdy. They are nearly indestructible. I mean, you really have to try <laughs> to ruin them. They have incredible heat retention and you can cook just about anything, but I totally understand that they can be intimidating. They are heavy. They do require a little extra care than standard cookware and seasoning and maintenance are keys to the success of cooking in your cast iron, but that is not something that should get in your way. For me, the lodge skillet and a six quart enameled cast iron is the best bang for your buck, especially if you are starting out and learning cast iron. They are reasonably priced American cast, and they will hold up just as well as brands from France like La Creuset or Staub. That's not to say that I don't own those two, because I totally do. And I for sure bought them on sale. You know, with that kind of price point, I wanted to make sure that I was still getting a really exquisite piece of cast iron, but not, you know, 
bleeding dollars doing it. <laughs> Sir Latab and Williams Sonoma are two of my favorite places to try and snag a great deal on the top end brands. And when new editions come out or new seasons and colors, you can find super amazing markdowns and deals on the colors that are going out of season. Once you're fluent in cast iron, it's definitely worth the splurge to get one or two. They are truly exceptional. But, you know, when, when you're starting out, you want to go with what you know, what's reasonable and affordable. And those, those three are my top end go for it. Lodge, La Crusade, and Staub. Those are where my money's at. Now that you have bought your first cast iron, you take it home and then you stare at it. What are you going to do now? Well, season it. And the best way to do that is just by cooking in it. Don't overthink it. Grab a steak, pat it dry, sprinkle on some S&P, heat up the pan, add in a dash of oil, and toss that puppy in. One of the things I love about cooking in cast iron is that it will show you how to cook food. It sounds bonkers, I know. But as you get used to cooking in your cast iron, you'll start to recognize these signs. And like for a steak, let the pan tell you when the steak is done. How many times have you tried to check on a steak in a stainless steel pan and it is stuck and you are so afraid of overdoing it, you grab your tongs and you rip that steak away from the pan, leaving behind all of that flavor and meat in the bottom. It is so sad and one of the most crushing things about learning how to cook. But the great thing I love about cast iron is it will tell you when it's ready. The pan will naturally release the meat when it is done and ready to turn. Don't mess with it. Don't jostle it around. Like, against your better instincts, stop constantly checking on it. Let the pan do the work for you. And you're going to be set and ready. All you have to do is let that steak naturally brown on both sides. And for me, my favorite way to do it after it's nice and seared is to toss it into the oven at 350 for a few extra minutes until it is perfectly pink inside. Let your steak rest for about three to five minutes before you cut into it and you are golden. This will be a life-changing experience. Let me tell you, you will never go to a steakhouse again without overanalyzing exactly how they've cooked it because you will know you can do it better at home. And now you're done with your steak, what do you do with that cast iron? Well, there are definitely camps that people fall into when it comes to cleaning and seasoning their cast iron. And I'm going to tell you my way to do it. And I fully acknowledge that it is kind of the cheater way. <laughs> but when you're really busy, you just want to get your cast iron seasoned and cleaned and put away. And you don't want to go through the long involved full seasoning process. So this is a no judgment zone. Do whatever is best for you. But the main takeaway from this is that you just need to season your cast iron and seasoning it, putting a little oil on it and keeping moisture away from that cast iron is going to keep it in fine fit shape. So once you are done, let your cast iron cool and then go ahead and run it under water in the sink, scraping away any bits of food with a plastic dish scraper and then clean it with a nylon brush. If you fall into the soap camp, feel free to dab on a little soap. It is your choice. And then dry your cast iron with some paper towels. 
I choose paper towels to dry my cast iron instead of an actual dish towel just to make sure that it is absolutely dry. I don't want to use a damp towel to get my cast iron dry. I want to make sure that as much moisture is removed from the pan as possible. Then I put it back on my stovetop and I put it on low heat just to ensure that all of the water is evaporated and bring a little of that heat back in. That way, when I my last step is when I spray it with a touch of high smoke point oil, like avocado oil or the cheater way, like I do more often than not, just a simple canola oil nonstick spray. <laughs> I spritz it a couple of times, right, rub it down with a paper towel, and then turn off the heat and let it cool completely so it is ready on my stove for the next time. Now again, I know that some people are going to probably scream at me <laughs> about this, but I am in camp do whatever you can to make your cast iron last. <laughs> so whether you go for a full-on seasoning by rubbing it down with oil, putting it in the oven upside down, or doing the stovetop seasoning, whatever you do, I am all for it. Just make sure you keep that cast iron in fine fit shape. I know I said that cast iron pans are nearly indestructible, but what do you do if they get rusty? Well, you could take the approach my grandfather did to my grandmother's pans, and he sandblasted them, uh, but they weren't rusty, and they were perfectly seasoned, and uh, let me tell you, that almost ended him. But the approach that is definitely more friendly to the pan is to take steel wool to the rusted spots, putting in a little elbow grease to get the rust worked out of the pan. Depending on how bad your pan is, it may take a few minutes, or you might get a workout in. Once this is done, ensuring that all of the rust is removed because rust begets more rust, rinse your pan with water and dry it completely with paper towels so that there is zero chance of leaving any moisture behind. And then go through your seasoning process. It may take a few times of seasoning to get the pan back to where it was, but again, my favorite way to season a pan is just to cook with it. And then if you choose to go the enameled cast iron route, the one biggest benefit of that is that seasoning is one less thing you have to worry about. With enameled cast iron, its coating protects the iron and provides you with a very strong finish that will hold up to just about anything. There's no seasoning required, no maintaining necessary. If there is an excuse left as to why you have not bought cast iron, I think they are officially all done now. <laughs> a lot of brands like La Crusade or Staub have enamel coated cast iron skillets that Make sure that you get your skillet without having to season it. Same thing with the enameled Dutch ovens. So really, do you have an excuse left as to why you haven't ordered a cast iron pan? I don't think so. As promised, I'm going to share a little recipe, a little add-on to today's episode since we are talking about cooking a steak in cast iron. Cowboy compound butter on a steak is going to just completely elevate that steak because it wasn't epic enough already. This will like take it over the edge. So when this is one of the things that I do ahead of time and just keep it in the fridge for a steak or honestly, it would be great on like toasted bread to go with your steak or any other meal that you have. But compound butter is super versatile. It sounds fancy, but it's not. <laughs> it's just butter with stuff mixed in. So if you want to make your own cowboy compound butter, start with um, a half a cup of butter softened, 
one or two cloves of garlic that's been minced, about a half a teaspoon of fresh lemon zest, and mix up a couple teaspoons of minced parsley. And then um, add in some red pepper flakes and kosher salt and ground pepper to taste. So mix that all together. Make sure your butter is softened. It'll go so much easier. <laughs> and then you can just wrap it up in plastic wrap to make like a nice little butter roll or put it into a uh, sealable container for whenever you need it and just take out a couple of tablespoons at a time. This is really good put on top of your steak right as it's coming out of the oven. And as you're letting it rest, it will melt and get in there and just give it that last little bit of flavor infusion. You will love it. So be sure to grab this recipe for the cowboy compound butter in my cookbook, Cast Iron Gourmet. You can find it on Amazon, at Barnes and Noble, um, Books A Million, anywhere that you find your cookbooks. So from bread to pot pie, steak, potatoes, desserts, your cast iron pans will be able to do it all for you. In the episode description, I'm going to leave a few of my all-time favorite recipes for you to try. You can find my step-by-step -step on how to grill a steak and cast iron, to my triple chocolate Nutella skillet brownie, or my ultimate one pot chili mac, or steak bavette with garlic cream sauce. In the episode description, and on my blog, countrycleaver.com. It is truly all possible with cast iron. And again, be sure to check out my cookbook, Cast Iron Gourmet, online at Amazon or anywhere you buy your books. And be sure to leave a review as well. That is always so greatly appreciated. That means that more people are going to see it based on all of these new reviews. And based on the reviews so far, it sounds like it's a hit. <laughs> Thank you guys again. And if you haven't yet, hit the subscribe button so you can get more new episodes of Craving Country. And next time, I'll be letting you guys in on my summer stock tank garden. And it is my favorite. I can't wait. <laughs>